Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen. And today I am excited to bring you another great business podcast this week. So I'm doing a quick intro here for an interview that I recorded with Greg Blenko, who wrote a book called Supermanager. And uh, Greg was gracious enough to forward me a copy of this so I could read it. And I know that a lot of my listeners have questions about management and how they manage effectively. So I brought Greg on to do an interview. Now, the intro to that interview didn't really turn out the way I'd wanted it to, uh, which is the the danger of using cell phones for interviews. But um, so I'm going to I'm, I'm re-recording this intro here just to kind of set some context of, of of who Greg is and 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 what we're talking about uh, in this interview. So sit back. Thanks again for joining us, and stay tuned because there is a free book offer that comes along with this interview. So stay tuned for that. And uh, sit back, listen, and enjoy. Thank you. Uh, Greg, I appreciate you being on. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so Greg, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself first and your background, and then we'll talk a little bit about the book and go from there. Okay. Um, The book has uh, quite a history. Actually, I started it, um, this is actually the fifth version. The others were under uh, different titles, but the super manager is actually the fifth version. I started the first one. Uh, over 15 years ago in late 1997, and then for seven, the next seven years, I worked on four versions, and each version, I thought, uh, kept getting better, but uh, none of them t- took off, and then I took about a, a five-year break from it, um, and I was uh, the CEO of an alternative energy startup company called Hydrogen Discoveries between uh, 2005 and 2010. And it involved uh, technologies related to uh, hydrogen cars. And so the hydrogen cars aren't coming out until uh, about 2015. So we were probably five or ten years uh, too early. So we closed that uh, at the end of 2010. And then I knew after I did the fourth version of the book that I needed to change it into a story. The first four versions were not stories, but I thought that it would be a lot more interesting if I did that. And there have been a lot of other books that have been successful, like the One Minute Manager, Who Moved My Cheese, Fish, stories like that have have done really well with the story format. So I decided to take most of the ideas, uh, almost all of them, from the fourth version and turn it into a story. And and I did that uh, in let's see, late 2010, early 2011-ish, and I've uh, been working on uh, promoting the book since then. And so it's been an interesting ride for sure. But uh, the feedback's been great. Uh, this book hasn't taken off yet, but I um, got some amazing uh, feedback from it, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. Nice. Why did you write the book? I think it's because uh, from I started out actually when I worked in high school. I'm 39, just turned 39. When I was in high school over 20 years ago, I worked at a, at a pizza restaurant, and I saw the difference with um, how I was motivated, uh, what my productivity was, with um, – how I was managed. Like uh, I, one of my best friends now was uh, my uh, was an assistant manager there, and he was an amazing uh, manager. And the way he treated me, I was so much more motivated. And so I just became fascinated with that. And I saw uh, over time that 
I think it's the most important aspect of business. I think, of course, what product you sell is extremely important and all that. Sales marketing is extremely important. But I think the number one thing for me is, or if it's not number one, it's close to it, the, the, the people you hire and, and how they're managed in terms of business success. I've seen businesses that are, have been very successful with, uh, when, they're managed, when they have the right people and they're managed the right way, and then they can go out of business. I've seen you know, businesses go out of business that, that, that should have never happened to, but, but that because they did these things wrong, um, that's what happened. So I'm, I'm, and you see how it affects people's lives so much, like from an employee's point of view. I mean, we've all had people who have complained about their boss, and I know bosses will complain about their employees, and so it affects our lives so much. And and also from a, the business owner standpoint, I think the profitability depends on. Uh, this is a big part of uh, how profitable business is, and and customers. I know I love to to uh, buy products and services from businesses whose employees are motivated and productive, and so it just it it affects our lives so much. And I I saw that. I, when I was in college, I read a lot of uh, management books, and, and I, so I thought some of them were short and simple, and then others were a lot longer. And, and some of the longer ones, I thought that you know, maybe in 200, 300 pages, they have 20 or 30 good pages of material that they really could have condensed it into that. And then the, and some of the shorter ones, I thought, could have been more broad. So what I tried to do is, is create a, a short, easy-to-read book that also had depth. And so you can say, well, here's one book you can read, and then um, because I think most people don't want them to, you know, like me, I've probably read, I don't know, 70 or 80 business or management books, uh, depending on what you, you would call it, classify certain books. But I've read a lot of them, and I enjoy it. But most people, I don't think, want to spend their free time reading management books. So I, I wanted to create a short, easy-to-read book where you could get the, uh, the fundamentals in it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, that's really one of the things that stood out to me. Um, a, a lot of the business owners that I work with, um, you know, they either don't have time or they don't have the patience to to thumb through a three or four hundred page book to kind of glean the, as you said, the handful of nuggets that are contained within the pages. So I like the fact that it's uh, it's very straightforward, it's very simple, um, and gives exactly the advice that, that that people need, nothing, and really nothing more. So uh, so talk to us about. Uh, the seven the seven principles and 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 how you came up with the, the seven principles of of a uh, a super manager. Yeah, I think it's just um, through my own experiences, through observing others, through reading about others' experiences, um, that I came up with these principles. And I, I definitely think, um, like for example, the first one is surround yourself with high quality employees. I definitely think that's by far the most important one, and then everything else comes after that because if you don't hire the right employees in the first place, then everything else is going to be, um, you know, very difficult. So, yeah, this is just um, um, over a, many years of thinking about this, um, the seven principles that I thought were were um, extremely important. And, and so... Uh, in my, in my fourth version of the book, it was actually called the Ten Commandments for Managers, and then I condensed that down. Um, the uh, I think the share information was actually a, a, another principle, and then confront unproductive behavior was another one. And so what I did was I merged a couple of those into um, uh, existing principles. Um, and so so yeah, that's just just basically my philosophy. But it really starts with with hiring the right people because if you have someone who's unmotivated and uh you know doesn't have a good work ethic then you know like 
praise good work is another one. Um, that's not going to, you're not going to be praising him very much, obviously. So that's, that's sort of, um, yeah, th- that's just basically my philosophy, the seven principles. Nice. Well, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, my listeners might be familiar with, but early on in my management career, one of the things that I, I struggled with a lot of, the, you know, a lot of the principles that you talked about, and, and I know that a lot of business owners that I work with get caught up into the same traps that I did, um, you know, expecting people to work exactly like you do, not understanding why people are different, not celebrating those differences, um, being over-demanding, not being clear about what it is that you want, you know, all these mistakes that I made that, that nearly led to the early demise of my career. Um, one of the things that helped me when I went to a training, I had finally just thought, man, I, I'm really sucking at this. I need some help. And I got some training. And, and one, of the, one of the things that helped me, I just wanted you to speak about this a little bit, was just the, the aspect of a manager as a coach. And when I, when I had that presented to me, where I was a coach that was really in charge of raising the level of performance for my team, it really changed the way that I thought about my team and my place on that team and what my responsibilities were. Um, talk to me a little bit about that, how you've seen that, um, why that's important. Yeah, I think like uh, you mentioned like the differences with people, and that's extremely important because, yeah, I think when when you excel as an employee, you're going to do it your way and, and you have it, – it's really about you. But then when you step back as a manager, it has to be about the employee. And that's a tough uh, jump for some people to make when they're – you're just so inside yourself, and that you can be a wonderful employee that way and do things your, you know, mostly your way with your manager's approval, of course. But, but yeah, when you have to step back, and I think that's why it's so hard, is because you have to step back and appreciate people's, their styles, their ideas. Um, like, you, like you said, they may approach things differently than you. And so, like, um, so um, I like I like the idea of managing the result instead of managing the process, and that's one thing I wrote about in the uh, the uh, third principle. And that's tough because. We all know, you know, when you know how to do something, you don't feel like you need to explain it to somebody. As an employee, you just do it. I mean, if you, if your manager lets you, gives you that freedom. But when you when you're uh, managing somebody else or you're coaching somebody else, you need to to let go of that. And that's so hard to do. And because people have different uh, processes when in terms of how they go about things, and so um, they also have different things that motivate them. So uh, appreciating people's um, uniqueness and, and, uh, and getting to know people and getting to know what motivates them and, and, and all that, it's, it's tough. And it's not um, – I don't think managing employees is easy, you know, but it's a lot easier than spending 50 or 60 hours a week making up for the work that they should have been doing. And so um, – it's a you know sort of an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. So all that time invested doing these things can really really pay off. But um, so yeah. What which which of the the principles um, and maybe maybe it's the one that you just brought up. Which of the principles do you think is the hardest for managers? Mm. Uh, it might be. The manage each employee differently. That's the seventh principle. Might be um, might be the toughest because I think it requires you to get to know each person, and 
as an employee, and, and I was listening to your uh, your podcast about getting buy-in from employees, and that, I thought that was I really enjoyed that because yeah, and you're talking about getting to know them uh, personally and professionally, and and that's hard because say you manage five or ten people, you have to get to know five or ten different personalities, different people have different wants. Like some people want to be praised, some people want to have a chance to get uh, to to advance, some people have no uh, desire to get a promotion. But so with managing each, managing each employee differently, you have to get to know each person individually, and that takes time. It's not easy, and that's why most managers don't do it. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's probably the most difficult one because it takes so much time. And also, surrounding yourself with high quality employees, choosing the right employees in the first place is not easy either. Uh, I'd say that's that's pretty tricky, but it's so important. I, I'm just so passionate about, like, you, you have a position, and I get excited about, oh, man, who could fill this? Who can do a great job? Who will love it? And and you know, that, that's just really exciting to me, but uh, some people aren't as excited. But I think when you when you uh, get excited about hiring the right people, you, you know, you work hard at it, and then once you do that, you get somebody that hopefully will stay there a long time and do a great job. Because I've seen, like, one – I've noticed this many times in my life is that one really, 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 really good employee – is worth about two or three mediocre ones, and and so taking the time to get the right person from the beginning is so important. So I would think, yeah, the manage each employee differently is is pretty tough, and also just hiring the right person to begin with can be a challenge for some. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you uh, any tips for the for for my listeners on you know, taking that time to get to know employees. You know, I think that's probably something that, you know, as people hear that, they're like, you know, how do I do that? You know, how do I carve out the time? What does that look like for me? Uh, any specific tips you can give my listeners that way? Absolutely. I think that, that um, like having lunch, uh, I, I having um, just having lunch with uh, uh, employees, and not even necessarily always talking about business, but I noticed that when people go out to lunch and just talk, I mean, yeah, business will be brought up sometimes, but personal stuff will be brought up. Um, and I'm not saying pry into people's personal lives, but just get to know them. And, like, you know, if someone comes in on a Monday morning, hey, hey, how was this weekend? What would you do? People are going if to, if they, if they think that you care about them, they're going to tell you, hey, here's my hobby. Like, you know, I love football. So if someone's going to want to talk to me about football, you know, you can get five or ten minutes out of me easily on a Monday morning to talk about the NFL or something like that. So, or w- whatever. And so, people have uh, hobbies, and then just ask the question, get to know people, and just it only takes like a couple minutes. It doesn't take that long. But lunch is a thing that we're all going to eat. So, or you know, most people take lunch breaks. So, if you say, hey, you want to have lunch today, or or have lunch together, that's something where you're not taking any additional time necessarily, and and just. And it's just a matter of asking and caring what they say and following up a little bit. I mean, employees can tell just like with um, with business issues. Like if you ask their opinion, and they can kind of tell if you really want to hear it or not, or whether you're just going through the motions. But I think just ask that you know ask the one or two questions. You know, how are things going? And those little things are the big things. That's what like with managing employees. I, I believe it's a lot of little things that add up over time. And saying how was your weekend or how are things going with your son's baseball team or whatever, and just being interested in them and, and doing a lot of small things. But I don't think it takes a whole lot of time, uh, frankly. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, that's funny. The, the 15 years ago, the first piece of advice I got from a management standpoint was, 
don't be friends with your employees. Don't make friends with your team. That's, you know, and, and I realized trying to do that for a couple of years, what terrible advice um, that was for me because it, it put me in a position where I never did ask those questions about, hey, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do in your spare time with, you know, what, you know, how was this weekend? How are your kids doing? You know, what do they, mm. what do they got going on? You know, and once I started doing things like that and really, I really felt like we made a connection, which, uh, is so important to be able to connect because uh, one of the most valuable lessons that I learned as, as in, in speaking is that people will hear you when they know you. And if people don't know you and they haven't connected with you, whatever you say to them uh, will not have nearly as much impact as if, uh, it, when, it, and given the situation where they do know you. And so, that's something that that is so important as we listen to that. So for for someone who's listening to this and they're like, you know what, my management could use some work. I could do a better job in, in, in that area. Um, where would you recommend that they start? Um, oh, that's tough. Um, yeah, I guess it would depend on what they would need work on. Um, um yeah, that's a tricky and, one. And, and, and considering that, you know, everyone is unique and they have their own individual needs, what, what foundation do they need to make sure that they have in place before they start adding things to that? I think, uh, I'm not sure if this will answer, but I just think a knowing that the employees that are closest to the customer and product are extremely important. I think that knowledge, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to really put in the effort to be a better manager. But I think that that is, you know, that that belief, I think, um, like you're not going to really, if you think, oh, it's just another employee, I don't care, they're just a number, I'm not going to praise them. And, and if, so if you, don't, if you don't have that core belief, then, then um, you're probably not going to do these things uh, um, that, that need to be done. And I think, you know, look at the study, study, um, another thing is study uh, successful companies, study, um, oh gosh, the company that uh, Amazon owns, the Zappos, uh, the mm-hmm. shoe, or the online shoe company. I just love them. Yep. And study yep. them, you know, what they're doing. And Southwest Airlines is another one that the way they, in the past, like 10 years ago, when I remember, like, I got that amazing feeling I, I, that I get with, with companies, look at how they manage employees. I mean, typically, yep. they they do a lot of these things, and so. Um, um, but I, yeah, the study who's successful, and and it's a lot of uh, they care about their employees, they treat them well, and and so that's that's probably where I'd start. Okay, so so what what I'm hearing here, and 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 maybe you can speak to this a little bit more in depth is really perspective is important, and mm-hmm. what your perspective is as your role as a manager, but also as your, your perspective of your team and what value they contribute, right? Can you speak to that a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think – I just really believe that, like, with a manager, one person can only do so much. And I like – I always think about it with your hand. Like, when you, when you think of your hand, if you go to the gym or something and you, you have one finger and you're trying to pick up a certain amount of weight off the ground, uh, you can't pick up very much, maybe 10 or 15 pounds, pretty small amount. But with your whole, with those five fingers working together, you can pick up a, a heck of a lot more. And that's like with with managing employees, the manager can only do so much. And I and I mentioned this in the book about where the um, 
a story about uh, where a, a person was a fast food manager and then all the employees stopped working. And then obviously nothing, almost nothing could get done. And so I think that, that perspective is so important when you realize like your job is to get things done through people. And, and one person really can only do so much, but one person can do a lot. It's sort of a paradox. One, uh, the manager can do a lot by, by hiring the right people and uh, managing them the right way. So they can be effective, but they're not doing the work. I guess that's my point. They can be extremely effective, and you know, one person can have a, a tremendous influence on a company and, and build a, a, you know, a really huge, successful company with these principles, but they, they're not doing the work themselves. It gets done through other people. And I always like to think of that. My, my philosophy sort of is take the organizational chart, chart that looks like a pyramid and just turn it upside down. And, and that's, that's what the, the focus ought to be. It's not about, okay, the, the CEO is the most important and all that. I mean, they're extremely important, but then, but, but I think their, the company's success comes from the people, the employees that are closest to the product and customer doing a really good job, being really motivated, being really productive. Because when I go to Walmart, I tell you, the CEO is not going to have a huge impact on me, but that, that cashier will. And so, um, granted, that the CEO makes lots of decisions, but my point is that those people are just so much more important than people realize where most of the time it's like, well, we'll hire somebody, try to get somebody good, and then if we need to replace them, we'll replace them. But I just think that those employees are, are so much more important. And I think that, that most managers just don't understand, that, and this is such a fundamental thing, and most people who run companies don't understand this, where it's about those employees. And that's why companies like Zappos, when you call them up on the phone, you have an amazing experience because they get this. Yeah, definitely. All right, good deal. So, so Greg, I, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Uh, Greg, tell us how people can get, as I understand, you've got, uh, you've got a, a, a deal that you're doing now that, that was a little bit different than I think when I first uh, got a hold of your book, right? I mean, am I understanding correctly that you're, you're offering your book up uh, for free? And That's right, format? yeah. Yeah, I decided to do that, I guess, a few weeks ago. I've gotten a lot of great reviews, and the book hasn't taken off, so I thought, well, I'm going to do something different. And uh, you can still get the book on Amazon. Like, the paperback is on Amazon for like $7, and uh, the Kindle is actually still on there for $2.99. But you can get the, the, the PDF version and the Kindle version for free, and it's at freemanagementbook.com. And so I'm hoping that people will spread the word about it, will read it, because I just want people to read it, and I want people to be impacted by it, and I want people to implement these ideas. And so I thought, well, giving it away for free is a good uh, way to do it. So, yeah, right at the top of uh, freemanagementbook.com, you'll see the PDF and the Kindle version that you can download for free. You can send it to anybody you like. And, and, and so, uh, so, yeah, it's available for free there. You know, this is something that, you know, freemanagementbook.com, make sure you check that out. And and what I really again what I really like about the book is not only is it uh, is it short which I don't necessarily care that much about but I know a lot of my listeners do and, and the business owners that I work with but you know each one is very tangible you know the the principles are very tangible but there's also little steps within those principles as well that that are very concrete very clear and things that you can implement you can just take a look at what is missing from my management style. What am I doing well? But what am I? You know, what are some things that are missing? And I can implement those now into my day-to-day -day work. And look, don't if you're not doing five out of the seven, don't try to implement all five at once. You know, just take one and start working on that, and then move on to the next thing. But uh, it's very tangible. Something you probably go back and reference 
uh, from time to time. But look, you get uh, you get the opportunity to have those um, for free, and that's a great opportunity. And I wanted to make sure that my listeners uh, knew about that. So, Greg, any final thoughts before we go? I think the I don't, don't think I have any, but I really appreciate the time, and I really enjoyed. I've listened to some of your uh, your podcast and, I, and uh, so keep up the great work and, and just thanks so much for, for having me today. All right. Awesome. Well, Greg, I appreciate it. Again, this is Greg Blenko, author of super manager. Make sure you check out the, the, the free book at freemanagementbook.com. I will be posting some links at buildyoursoulpurpose.com uh, so that you can take advantage of that. So I want to thank everyone for listening this week. If you have any questions, any comments, make sure you uh, hit me up on social media, post some comments at, at the blog, and, uh, and I will be sure to engage with you uh, as soon as possible. So, again, Greg, I thank you for joining us and everyone else for listening. This is Brandon Allen for Your Life, Your Purpose. I'm signing off. Have a great day.